0: Hey everybody, this is PD from the Spinner Rack, and today I wanna to do a video that I said I was gonna do and I was asked to also do, so I'm gonna start it right now. That's finally trying to get to this, but to give you a precursor of what it is, if you don't, you can't see what's in front of you right now. We have the Perez run of, um, the Silver Surfer. Now it's pretty dense, but if you don't can't tell from the art because it's only inking, he only inks on the covers. We have from Wonder Woman fame, from obviously Avengers fame, and Teen Titans fame. So um, a lot of classic stuff by Perez here, but one of the lesser known and not reprinted um, stories by Perez. Now this period is right before Heroes Reborn. Now the Marvel editors were starting to reach out to the talent of the time because they already knew that Heroes Reborn was about to happen, and they started to get freelancers back into the thing. Not just artists, but writers, right? So you had Mark Wade doing titles like the Avengers, and is more known for his Captain America. You had Warren Ellis on Thor. You had who else was there anything else? I think you know, art wise on the Fantastic Four. But uh DeFalco stayed on that still. But they started to pull in talent, and Perez says that Mark Runwell asked him to write um the Silver Surfer. He said Perez kind of thinks outside of the box, so he thought that would kind of work for the Surfer. And he also had a a prerequisite of trying to get the Silver Surfer out of the Marvel Universe's um, skyways. He went out of that space where he wouldn't run into everybody that's already known. Get to meet some new aliens and stuff like that. So, if you um at that and Perez was all for it. Now, like a lot of Marvel creators, and a lot of people that came, went to DC, and went back to Marvel type of thing, the first thing that they usually do is a long-form story, like Simonson, Doing a Surtur saga, I think. Byrne doing his West Coast Avengers was a pretty long sort of thing that he was planning out with the with the Scarlet Witch, and you also have Perez where he was doing the Silver Surfer, and now this is a long, possibly twelve part sort of story, like which which would be the the Outer Void type of story, right? Where the Silver Surfer would, like kind of go through a wormhole and. Um, meet people, meet creatures that he hadn't meet, uh, meet aliens that he hadn't met before, right? So let's start it. It started in Silver Surfer issue 111. It was, um, you can see the Silver Surfer was very successful when it first started, but at the same time as stuff like The Punisher was coming out and then Spider-Man got hot again, the X-Men are increasing titles, you started to see the Surfer, it pushed down pushed down from the top top of the heap you know so other, other mainstay titles like the you know like Surfer at least had the gauntlet that it was connected to for a while and they had some major issues like the death of Nova stuff like that The other Marvel titles were kind of going just basically direct sales like they were like kind of you know, these people say some of the titles were firing up the direct the the newsstands, but the direct sales, these titles weren't really hitting anymore. So, hold on, let me just check something. Oh, so, I'm back, right? So, let's go through it. And, sort of, the thing with um, to really signify it's a new thing, they connected the the numbering to the actual story cover everything about this would connect to it i guess to try to bring in some new readers but you know it's an interesting effect to having the number actually be a part of the story and the visual sort of thing right so and um we have this probe that's coming in this is um 1010 probe comes we see the alien and it explodes that probe has failed Then the second pro 101, it's going. You can see Asgard and, um, Hemdall sees, you know, felt something. The same as Beta Ray Bill, but, um, and since Perez points out that, um, with his, him being the guardian of of the Bifrost, he can, you know, see and hear almost anything, but his senses feel like they're lying to them. Right? And, um, we get this bit with the Warriors 3 and, and Odin, talking to Beta-Rig the Thor. And then 100 goes, and I see a form. You can't make it out yet, but that one goes to part two. And we see another regular of the Spaceways, which is um, Quasar, right? And he's saying it must be nothing. Then 111 is approaching, and we see the silhouette of the sil- Silver Surfer. 111 has failed. I failed, but not sure where he's at, right? It's somehow here, but then a cool visual of going into someone's eyes. And don't be scared by all of this dialogue and captions. It's beautiful stuff. He's doing a beautiful job on this. It's kind of um, similar to, um, I guess you would say, like um, Len Wing. So that sort of thing. So it's really kind of a novelistic type of feel to it, a sci-fi novel. And we see the eye, and there's some of the CEOs I was saying. We got Mark Ways, Captain America here. Um, And they see the sub-servers in a bad way, right? And they don't know where they're at. They don't know if it's some sort of ship or whatever. And then the Silver Surfer starts talking. And kind of, he is, this is how the Silver Surfer sees it that he's stuck in this thing. You know, what kind of imprisonment, right? And they don't understand each other. You know, they, they're saying, talking somewhat the same language. He said, tells them, this is the Grand Partitioner Tay. That's going back and forth because the surfer heard a distress call, right? And they said, they said, they implore you, so do not resist. They're talking to the surfer and telling him that they need his help, right? And he starts looking at the sky and he's like, it looks different, right? So this has some of the feel of... Uh, Jim Stalin's first issue where the surfer had a dream but he's kind of seeing things that doesn't know it. The space seems different but there's one thing this planet is familiar. He's going to home, to his home. right? And as he goes there he sees his um, little people he knows, his, some of his friends and they say black body is coming and he has information because I guess they kind of implanted him with um, with the information and here's black body right and he's like oh man so when i first saw this i was like i didn't i didn't even care that there was some sort of similarities to galactus i was like this is just a cool another villain (laughs) for the silver surfer to fight right and then galactus comes to deal with this now some of the organization of this of how this is going is that you read it here, then you have to go down, and then you read up here, right? So the kind of how, um, I, didn't, I didn't say all the art, the Perez and um, Tom Greinberg, so the layout here is kind of wacky. So you read it kind of here, down to here, and Galactus says something, and Galactus responds, and then Black Body opens up to all this blackness, and it can consume even Galactus, right? So we know this is a powerful sort of thing, right? And it gets all of its friends, it got Bell, and it takes this little surfer, right? Consuming everything, right? This just force that's just... <laughs> I think there's even Thanos in there, right? And now, Grand Practitioner Tay is taking over the Silver Surfer so he can talk to his friends and go over all the information that's going on, right? It's basically here that the the Silver Surfer is kind of their last hope, right? And they want him to kind of come out there and that. But this, all these scenes he's taking over, Tay is taking over. His mind, right? And he's implanting the Silver Surfer with the coordinates he needs. To th- i tell you, do not be afraid. Just it's, This is a, this is a cool, old-style comic book. So instead of just talking heads, you get a lot of the information that you need. So this isn't a... Most of the time, comic books should take up the, the 80s, take like maybe 20 minutes to read. This might be more, maybe 30. But hey, do it. All right? In Silver is home, and he recognizes the stars again, which is another cool bit from Perez, right? And now he has to go to, you know, to deal with the disaster, but the the Watcher is there, right? So we get to the next story, right? How long I'm at? Sorry, guys, Not able to see the length. So here we get this odd image by. Tom Grinberg, right? With the Silver Surfer being a part of his um, board. And this is pre Fantastic Four movie where you saw the Silver Surfer being able to pass through his board. You can kind of see this is where they kind of got this. Well, when you see this issue, right? is talking to who, but who we last saw, the Watcher. And he's telling him a little bit of what he knows about the black body and surfer says some of his information, right? And the, the, um, the watch is kind of like the one, one watcher has tried, but he died and is going over to this other realm, right? So they kind of have a little marble type banter, but this is swell, which is kind of like a um, wormhole that the surfer is actually going to ride to go into the other other um, realm right so we get this cool thing in the swell which would be the um what is it the, the wormhole right and he's surfing on it which is cool as hell then as he goes he starts to something is happening to deal with the going into this thing he has something he starts to melt into the board and then he remembers what he used to do to travel the far off realms, that he would actually become part of the board, which is a real funky idea. And it goes through there and then drops in this other realm. We see just the board and then Surfer just drops out of it, All right? So we have Kieran here. He's kind of this worker guy. This alien, he looks sort of like Tay, but he's a little different. And he's like, gonna take back, which he just he named the Surfer Gleam Body. Gonna take Gleam Body back, and he's gonna put him back together. Obviously, he's kind of caveman like. And then we get this new sort of, I guess like a citadel or something like that in this world that's kind of reacting to the world. All this, ever since the surfer came, whatever's going on in here is attacking the planet, right? So it's kind of odd here. You can see the planet a little bit here. It's not always clear. And this is what press kind of struggle with. And sometimes, um, Tom Greenberg had a lot of um, Neil Adams in him. So he was constantly experimenting with layouts, right? And Perez is one of the old school kind of um, storytelling guys. So he kind of struggled with that as he went along. Right? But he played to it at the same time. Right? And we see some aliens wondering why this is happening. And they're praying for forgiveness from the... Do we find out... Do we say the Unilord here? So we're going to find out the Unilord. They don't know why the Unilord is so angry at this time. We haven't met the Unilord yet. Right? And right here... We get to start to see some formation of the Unilord. This is some new bad guy that we've never seen before. That um, he's coming. He has this green guy here, who's his Dark Council, and they're kind of talking about how he frightened the subjects, and you know this actual disturbance, which was a surfer, kind of hurt the hurt the Unilord, right? But the Unilord isn't really that word, right? Because it's kind of seen in darkness and shadows and all these odd scenes, but here's the um dark council to the Unilord, right? And we see you have all these different forms that are kind of stuck here too with them, right? And they're struggling with that, but we get to see some of the Unilord here. He's not gonna keep a main form. He's kind of, kind of shifting and shifting. And we hear the black body is here, right? And that was a villain from the last issue. So we've seen his sort of power, right? And when the black body comes, we sort of see this sort of um what's left of this thing that he was assimilated. We saw all those those people that were assimilated. Though that wasn't that was kind of um not real, but they had these assimilated forms just getting wiped out, being part of the uncorn this is a being that was one of the beings that was in that was taken by a black body right and we see they ultimately get wiped away and that's gonna lead up to what's going on right so they are looking at the board as a creature they don't know they've never seen a surface or they don't know what he is so they see the board as a creature and it somehow has this power and this was cracking me up to no end. That the, the next part of the story is them struggling with the board and not understanding that it's actual what he uses to travel, cause it also has power in it. So they look at it as, as some sort of life form, right? So they're looking at this as a life form, right? And then we get back to Kern. Kern is just banging on the surfer. <laughs> He can't get him fixed. But his wife, Jix, is there and she's telling him to stop. Leave the glean body alone. Right? And then, explosion. And these are the rebels of the world. Of course, you got to have rebels. The wife is not with it. She's like, well, just let the rebels take the glean body and get out. And they say, this is going to be our savior. Right? So... Right, so it's really going sort of like a chapter in a um, in a um, in a novel, right? So Silver Surfer is kind of hours out for the whole issue, and that's not going to be strange for this run, right? So we have Silver Surfer, we have this humanoid body that we're not sure what it is, right? We also have all these other souls out here, right? Oh, I gave it away, right? So, here this cool sort of first image, all right. And we have the rebels on this planet. These are the, well, they're they're part with they're the rebels. We they say it here on this page. They're connected to the Grand Partition of Tay, and they're trying to. Um, no, actually, this is what happened. The rebels are trying to do it, but then they have these other factions that come and they take the board, right? They kill those people that were didn't know what the board was, but they got it right. So Tay is here, sent, you know. Tay is here. This is uh, I think Kern is there, and his wife chicks there, and they're kind of like you know he's trying to tell them about the silver surf surfer who they call Glean Body, right? And um. Kernis kinda of wants the reward for the gleam body, right? But at the same time they realize that someone else has got the board and the and the jig is kinda of up and they're gonna get in trouble. All right? And the server surfer slightly moved. Well they have to get out of here because of the um because of the, the troops that are coming after them to bring back the server's board. Right? And it gives him the hard choice to this current and his wife to die now or later, it's your choice. But to get the board, here comes black body, right? And when Black Body comes to the board, right, and he tries to assimilate with the blackness, it connects to the surfer. And the surfer is like, no. All right, so the surfer's awake again. All right. Then Black Body seals the connection, comes out to the surfer, right. And this is another odd shot, close up to that, but it kind of says so surfer kind of has the power here.'s another odd shot with black Body's using his um energy, but the surfer kind of hits him, makes the board looks huge and black body looks small, even though black body is pretty much like galactic size or bigger, and he's saying, "Give it back to me, right, <clears throat> but he has his board, right. <clears throat> But he's also has a plan. he's kind of trying to attack Blackbody in such a way that he's disorienting. but he's also trying to you know do these things to give it back to keep him you know the, keep the element of surprise, right? So then we get a kind of real scale, right? Here's Blackbody that the ship that's a little further in the background. So sometimes the storytelling is a little rough, but you can get past this. But then the people who are working for, Unilord, they're kind of like, hey, is this, could this be, could it be that the legends, like this character, this Gleam body, is actually the one that was spoke of, that was going to take out Black body and save this area, right? And then we start to see the Unilord talk to the Silver Surfer, right? The Silver Surfer is, is, sees that they put some sort of effect onto his board, right? And this is a Unilord show, right? Because you start hearing about this legend, but at the same time now, the surfer is in a bad way. He can't control his board. He's The black body is assimilating him at this point. And the board is going into black body, and he's going in with it. Right, but he's really affecting them. It's hurting them, and calling black body a human-shaped black hole. Right, that's what the feel is like. And some, all these great descriptions, kind of not the same way Alan Moore would do, but having these descriptions that you'd have to read to get into this. Right, so surfers in there inside black body with all these souls that's been captioned, captured, and left all the last of our kind. Right, only one. And he gets some balance. And suit the so so, for, so remember he was talking about he said, give it back to me. And he sees what he's been looking for. His soul. Right? So this is a big key to the story, right? The soul of Norrin Rad. And he said, remind me what we said about Quasimodo. And if you remember, oh man, I gotta say. I don't even know if I have enough time to do this, right? In the story, when Silver Surfer brought Quasimodo to life in this story here. At the end, obviously, Quasimodo came back, but the body that lacks a soul, only a statue can it be, right? Right? We see he was only had life a little bit, but the soul, so surface soul is gone, right? It's in Black Body, the Surfer's here struggling, and he also has another bit. He said he's like like Ishmael out there. And then we see the surface soul being assimilated. And the surfer himself is the is. Is, um says, remember Quasimodo, right? And they realize there's a great price to pay. And Gleam Body has helped nothing. But they still keep calling, calling him two aliens, right? The board and him, right? And this is another odd shot. It doesn't look like he has shins or feet, but it's still cool. This funky stuff in here, I think that Priz said he struggled with. But then this is the big reveal, right? At the end, the surfer is lost and he's fallen to pieces. Right, I'm going to stop it here. Just going to give you a quick... Look at the next cover. It's going pretty long. That is sort of the next cover. Prez has been inking the covers. And um, there's a cool effect to really make the... The surfer feel like an alien having him all broken apart, right? He said, <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm looking, what it is. So this is, you know, I was wowed by this, this um, series. And um, hopefully I'll give you some more if you guys like it, right? Because we still haven't get to the key. But I guess the last key is one of the things that Perez wanted to do was to get back to the surfer that was in the first Galactus story. And you can see the key to some of this by getting rid of the soul of Nornrad and see what would be left in the Silver Surfer, right? It's a classic comic sort of um, convention where you strip the character down and you get back to this. And it's kind of what we would see Burn do, kind of trying to do with the Hulk to try to get him back to the basics. And this storyline to give a bit of it away because that's sort of the side story is that we're going to see the surfer kind of stripped down and we're going to see him come back but we're going to meet a lot of aliens at the same time that's why I call it like a it's like a novel so there we go spin rack out